Welcome to Your Glowing Podcast. We're your hosts, Coco and Cindy. On this podcast, we'll be sharing advice, resources, stories, and tips to empower and inspire you to pursue your dream life. Conversations that will transform your mindset, kickstart your wellness journey, and keep you glowing. Join us on this weekly discussion as we learn, laugh, and glow together. Welcome back, friends. Hi, welcome back to episode 10. I'm Coco. I'm Cindy. And today we are continuing our relationship series on your glowing podcast. We're going to talk about everything having to do with relationships. This will be a fun one. We love talking about relationships. Um, We're going to talk about like our own experiences, some of our friends' experiences that we will describe anonymously. And then (laughs) we love looking things up online. So probably look at some other stories or like stats and tips and things like that. Yes. What we can start with is maybe like talk about some how we met stories. Do you have any friends that have like interesting stories of how they met their significant other? Any interesting stories of how they met? Let me see. I love asking people these questions, but you know what's crazy? I feel like more recently, a lot of people have met on dating apps. I know. Literally everyone I can think of right now, they've met on dating apps. Um, Which one? One of my... Oh, I thought you meant which friends. I was like, I thought we were doing this anonymously. <laughs> Expose them right now. First okay. and last name, social, we need all their information. On. Yes. <laughs> What's their Instagram? Let me find them. Exactly. Link um, below. <laughs> yeah. No, honestly, all of them. So my coworker met her husband actually on Tinder, um, which is interesting. Usually Tinder is not one of those ones that you would expect. Yes. <laughs> Another person met someone on Hinge. They've been together for a few years. I heard Hinge is a good one if you're trying to find someone like more who is interested in like a relationship, you know? Yeah. Um, and then another one met him on Bumble. So it's interesting everywhere. That's so funny. Danny and I were talking about that this morning, actually. You're talking about how Tinder was like the first one, right? And then wasn't there Hot or Not? Do you remember that app? I remember hot or not but I never used it what was what was that one oh you didn't use it um no I think one of my friends did though I think you just swiped if someone was hot or if they weren't and I feel like tinder just built off of that just swiping yes or no and then we were talking about how like tinder is almost like the myspace and hinge is becoming like the facebook of dating apps because it's all kind of migrating over there I think when I use dating apps I think And like when I ask my friends who use dating apps, they like it because you get a little more information versus like Tinder. You just have like a picture and then your bio if you choose to add something. Whereas like Hinge, don't they make you answer like a certain amount of questions or something like that? Yeah, I'm laughing because I saw this TikTok. Um, Obviously, I haven't used Hinge in like a long time. I did use it when I first moved out here, but (laughs) they have this new option where you can do voice recordings and it's so cringy. I'm sorry, but it's so cringy. Like um, there'll be those prompts, you know, and people will answer with (laughs) answer with voice prompts. And it's just like some of them are so cringy, just the ones that they posted on TikTok, obviously for content, you know, but it's just the way people answer it. It's like, oh, girl, I wish I had it to show you. I know. Do you remember any of the examples? Um, let me let me see if I can pull it up, actually. I'm sure they have. Oh, yeah. Look, you Google, Google it and it comes up. 
um hinge new voice prompts are a tiktok hit okay. <laughs> <a> TikTok hit. <laughs> yes okay so for instance one of them they're just like this is my impression of squidward walking really fast and he'll just make random noises and like um i mean i guess it's funny because like some people aren't too serious you know but like there's some really cringy ones um there's like prompts that say like i'm weirdly attracted to and then there's like together we could and people just kind of answer it you know Mm. I think, ugh, ew, I can't. Girl, I'm Some so glad I'm not. Say yeah. you. <laughs> Some of the questions on there, I'm like, how do you even begin to answer that in like a non-cringy way? You know. Exactly. Um. Did you ever use Hinge? I used Hinge for a little, but oh my god, <laughs> this whole talk of dating apps reminds me. Did I ever tell you when Danny and I started dating, somebody made a fake dating profile of him? What? Yes. Why? (laughs) Oh, my God. It was like two weeks into us dating, right? And I guess what had happened was one of his friends said that his, like, one of his girlfriends, like, friend, that's a girl, was on a dating app and saw him on there. So then the friend, like, told Danny that she had said this. And he was like, I don't have any, like, profiles that are, like, live or active. And so he was like telling me he was like going through and like making sure like his old profiles were deleted. Cause of course, like, I mean, I think, I think before dating apps were so taboo and weird. If someone was on a dating app, you're like, you're so desperate. But now I feel like it's so common. Like I see so many people like on their phones, like glancing over, I see they all have dating apps. Right. And it's, it's fine. It's normalized now. I think a little bit more than it was before. <coughs> oh Lord. Um, <laughs> oh Lord. Wait, I oh, need Lord. to talk too. <laughs> Perfect. Hold, hold up. Um. <clears throat> so yeah, this was like I said, it was so close to when we started dating, and he told me this, and like, of course, if you're starting to date someone. And they're telling you that somebody made a fake profile of them. It's like, okay, one, is it like one of your exes? Two, like, did someone actually make a fake account or did you get exposed and it's really your account? So I feel like if now this would have happened, I would have laughed and been like, what? But when we started dating, I'm like, is this a red flag? Like, what does this mean? Right. Um, Luckily, I gave him the benefit of the doubt, which I'm glad I did because I think I used to get scared off so easily when things like that would happen. I'd be like, mm, red flag, got to go, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. So, um, but I actually have heard stories of people like keeping dating apps when they're in relationships, which I'm not okay with. What are your thoughts on that? <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. I feel like if you guys have talked about like not dating other people, then you shouldn't have any of those dating apps. But I mean, if you haven't really discussed it and you're just in the first stages of dating, you know, I think that's different. That's a really good point. Um, Because a friend of a friend, you know, she was dating somebody. I don't really know how to word this because I don't want to like make the connections of. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want people to be reading into this. (laughs) But basically, this girl and this guy were together, right? And they were like dating, right? Officially dating boyfriend, girlfriend. And the girl found dating apps on the boyfriend's phone. And she was like, what is this? And saw he was messaging girls. And he was like, I just want to make friends. 
And she was like, I know. No. And she was like, uh, no, that's for like dating. And he's like, well, you know, I, I, that's not how I see it. I think we view it differently. So I'm like, is that really what he was thinking? Red flag. Red flag. Major red flag. Red flag. Are you kidding me? If you want to make friends, go on meetup. <laughs> exactly. And especially because it's literally a dating app. It's called a dating app. But I think you're right when you talk about just being clear on where your relationship is and what stage you're at. Because if you didn't really necessarily have that conversation and you're assuming you're exclusive, but you never had that conversation, I mean, are you in the right? I mean, it really depends, you know, like depending on what your relationship is with that person and like kind of the things you've talked about. Yeah. I think the thing is, um, me in the past, like I would kind of just not bring up the conversation cause it's weird. It's like uncomfy and things like that, but that's the whole thing. Then it's like, um, unclear and you don't really know. So like, I feel like you can't really blame the person, you know, cause you never set those boundaries and what you're looking for. That's so true. And then it's also like, if you're scared to have that exclusivity conversation with that person, like, are you really at that level if you can't bring that up to them? You know, exactly. Yeah. Like, are you really close to that person if you're scared to bring up something like that? But, you know, for me, yeah, it was like, I think it was like denial because like back when I would date and like, I knew like that's not what they wanted. So I would just kind of again mold myself into thinking like okay I'm completely fine with like seeing like other people or having him see other people when I wasn't just so I could still be with him you know yeah rose-colored glasses you know (laughs) let me just see in the areas that feel good for me because if I really start thinking about the truth I'm not gonna like that Exactly. And that's just, that's so bad. And I think that's where, again, it just, everything just ties in about finding your self-worth and realizing, you know, you deserve better. And like, if you know what you're looking for and this person isn't giving it to you, like, why are you, why are you staying here? You know, there's like so many other people who will give you what you need. Mm -hmm. And kind of what we talked about before is being clear on what you really want and need, because like you said, like, you're like, oh, I didn't want a relationship. But you really did, but you kind of were so easily swayed because you weren't 100% like certain about what it was that you want. So like if somebody said they wanted something else, you kind of just grabbed onto that idea and you're like, okay, yeah, me too. (sighs) Yeah, because I think I wanted to be with that person or something. So just like whatever they want, it's fine, even though I didn't want that. (laughs) Yes, so true. Okay, um, back to like how we met stories. Um. So, okay. I I know like a few really cute ones. Okay. Actually one of my coworkers, she's older. Right. And she, um, got married, has kids. And then she had like a high school sweetheart. Right. He also got married, had kids and then their mom. Okay. So this is like kind of confusing, but so my coworker's mom and her high school sweetheart are like best friends. And then her high school sweetheart's mom and she are best friends, but they don't, they wouldn't talk to each other and like out of respect for their marriage. Right. And she said like, she kind of still always kind of thought about him, even though like they never talked, but she kind of still had these feelings for him throughout all this time. Like, think of it, like, you know, they were together in high school, but then they've already have kids who are like in their teens. Right. So this is really cute. So 
she and like her partner, things didn't work out because they kind of viewed each other as like a partnership to raise their kids together, but they kind of knew like things weren't really right for a long time. So finally they separated and she said she saw something on Facebook that reminded her of her high school sweetheart. So she messaged her mom and was like, Hey, if you ever see, you know, my high school sweetheart, like show him this message because they were still in contact, right? Like they're friends. And so she shared it with him, the, her mom shared it with her high school sweetheart. And he was like, Oh, why don't you just tell her to reach out to me directly? So her mom was like, Hey, here's his number by the way. And she's like, wait a minute. I thought he was married. Right. So she like reached out and turns out he also got separated, like at the same time that she got separated and they started messaging fire is still there. They start dating and both realized they had been thinking about each other the whole time. And this was like a year ago and now they're getting married. And anytime you bring him up in front of her, like you can just see in her eyes, like she gets so excited. He sends her flowers at work all the time. And you can just tell like, you know, it's just really sweet. That's so precious. Isn't that cute? Especially like at that older age, like I think it's so rare to see like kind of adults, like just madly in love. I feel like people get so realistic or kind of jaded and they're just, I don't know. It's different. It's really Yeah. Sweet. I love seeing that. I feel like mm-hmm. what's meant for you will find you, you know? After all that time, like what are yeah. the odds? What are the odds that they're both getting, they both have kids, both getting separated and they both have the same feelings and their parents are friends with each other. Um, that's something, right. That's something I feel like you don't think about is like when you're in a relationship, you're not only with that person, but like in a way you're kind of with their family through them, if that makes sense. Yeah. Cause you get close with them as well. You know, mm-hmm. it's something you don't really think about. <laughs> okay. So going back to what we were talking about earlier about, you know, how people are still on dating apps when they're exclusive or whatever. Yeah. So I know someone, um, I know someone who, she um she had this boyfriend they've been seeing each other for a long time she said it was getting serious he gave her the keys to his house you know um and everything and she was saying oh yeah like I would usually come over to his house and I'd, be, I'd just be so tired because I worked all day so I'd like go to sleep you know but one day I went over to his house and you know he fell asleep before me and I just had this like feeling <laughs> to go through his phone so that's another thing we can like talk about, like going through snooping. Yes. But um, she goes through his phone and sees that he has, I think it was Tinder or a dating app, right? And then goes through his messages. He was messaging them like super late at night, you know, when she's <gasps> usually sleeping, but she's like with him. So she was like so confused because she's like, I'm literally at his house like every day, you know, we're always together. But then he's like messaging her or messaging other girls at that, you know, late night when she's asleep. And she's like, what the heck? And then she brought it up to him and he's like, well, I'm not meeting up with these girls or anything. It's like, but the thing is like, why are you even talking to them at like 2 a.m.? Like, why are you messaging them? You know, he's like, I've never met up with them. And I'm like, girl, red flag, <laughs> end it right there. Um, the, the kind of manipulation that you think saying that is going to work like, oh yeah, that's true. If you didn't meet up with them, then it's not cheating or. It worked because she's still with him. Oh no. 
oh no and I'm just like that's where it's just like dude I don't I don't understand because like I don't know if it's people if they just think they can't find anyone better or what you know but I'm like well I just feel like if someone's going to do that they're showing you their true colors you know they're not ready for this even even though they gave you a key like no his actions aren't matching it's not aligning what do you think is keeping her I think like I don't know she she was really happy when she was with him I think she's just like you know like the company maybe I don't I don't really know him personally you know maybe he just makes her happy in other ways but I'm just like girl I feel like when someone does that they're showing you already you know just because he hasn't met up with them now doesn't mean he's not gonna eventually that's clearly on his mind like what are you doing you're sending a message you're giving somebody else your attention you know Mm -hmm. and the fact of doing something while someone is asleep that sounds so hurtful like that brings pain to like my stomach you know because think of that like you're asleep thinking somebody is also asleep but they're actually wide awake like hiding in the bathroom messaging other girls like what is that dude that's so that's so wrong and I'm just like I don't understand I don't get it (laughs) and also how does the person who's doing that not feel so guilty you know maybe that shows you you don't care about that other person as much as you say you do you know if you can feel comfortable doing things behind their back exactly like words are one thing but like when you I feel like your actions prove more about how you feel about someone than what you say, you know, and clearly that he's showing a different message. Absolutely. So do you think it's, it was okay for her to look through his phone? Oh, this is so hard. This is a hard question. (laughs) Yes, it really is. It's just like, um, I don't, oh my gosh, I've never done it ever, you know, um, never never looked through anyone's phone or anything but dang I don't know I wonder if she just got like an intuition or like what the heck made her just go through that you know I know I don't know (sighs) what do you think so I've never secretly looked through somebody's phone I've asked somebody to look through their phone with them there because I had seen messages popping up and I'm like why are you talking to this person that was an ex of theirs at the time And so what I found was this person was deleting messages and that is a red flag to me. If you have to delete messages, so I can't see what was being said at the same time, you should be able to trust your partner. So it's hard, but I think, I think it's like, if you're actively hiding your phone, like if I'm sitting next to my boyfriend and like, I'm not letting him see anything that I'm doing. I feel like that's kind of a red flag, but also it's also a red flag. If he's always wondering exactly what I'm doing on my phone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's a blurred line. I don't think there's a right and wrong answer, but, um, there's definitely like extremes to it. Right. Like it's okay to be curious to know what's on your partner's phone. Like that's completely normal. Like nobody wants to be blindsided, right? Like if you're like, oh, I don't care what's on their phone, girl, they could be doing whatever, you know, you can maybe glance over and just not be like snooping through their every single message, but just kind of like, what's up over there? (laughs) (laughs) What's going on? (laughs) Yeah. What are you doing? Right. But it's like, you don't want to be the person who's obsessed with their phone, but you also don't want to be the person who absolutely has no idea what's happening, you know? 
You got to find a middle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. <laughs> I think the thing that helps too is like make a joke of it. Like, who is she? You know? And like, just like, I do it all the time. Right? <laughs> it just lightens the mood <laughs> before you're about to go in. <laughs> yeah. Who is she? No, but like, for real though. <laughs> but like, actually, <laughs> that's interesting uh, how, you, how your friend just had a feeling. I think. I think you're pretty, people are pretty smart with that. You know, you can kind of just feel the vibe. If someone's kind of pulling away or they're too good to be true. I don't know. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, but then am I overthinking it? You know, it's like, is it my intuition or is it me just being, being like, I don't know. Yeah. Crazy. (laughs) I know. How do you figure that out too? Right? Like, yeah. If they're giving you no signs and you're overthinking. <laughs> but what are the trauma. signs? Trauma. It was trauma. <laughs> Got a lot of things to work through, obviously. But... Just like it's snooping through his phone. Sorry, that's my trauma. <laughs> it's not me, it's me. my trauma. <laughs> yeah, bring it up with her. What would you consider deal breakers in relationships? What I have been thinking about a lot lately is does this person respect me and that can kind of come in several forms right I think in any relationship even outside of an intimate relationship if you're respecting somebody and you're not getting that respect in return you know that's the conversation to be had and what that respect looks like to you you know so I think it starts when someone's being disrespectful towards you so, you know, if you're expressing your feelings are hurt and they're not caring about your feelings or they're doing things that they actively know is something that you wouldn't like and they're going behind your back and doing it, kind of like the phone thing. Like to me, that's a respect mm-hmm. thing, right? Like you don't have enough respect to tell me these are the things you're doing. You're sneaking behind my back and doing them. Um, so, yeah, I think bottom line is like in any good relationship, you should have the underlying respect for each other. And that can kind of be the foundation for something that is healthy. And like I said, outside of even romantic relationships, like my friendships, my coworkers, like respect is so important and also giving other people respect, you know? A hundred percent. I agree with that. How about you? Yeah. that's the same thing. It's like, I feel like when you're starting to sneak around and like doing whatever you're doing and having the need to like, be like, I got to hide this from my um my partner or whatever I feel like that's when it's like it's so sketch Mm -hmm. um and yeah just I feel like if you guys already talked about you know not seeing other people and you're doing what you're doing then I think that's definitely a breaker yeah I think the respect thing 100 percent yeah it reminds me of when my boyfriend and I started dating and my sister hadn't met him yet because we are living in Massachusetts and she was living in Texas and we're a COVID relationship. So it was like when COVID started, you know, we weren't really traveling. So we were, we had been dating for a few months and she and her husband came to visit. And I remember we were sitting in the car, we were talking and we were just talking about relationships and things. And so I remember she asked me, she's like, well, like, what, like, what does your boyfriend bring out in you? Like what, how does he make you feel and what does he bring out in you? And the first thing that came to my mind was like, he makes me want to be a better person and not even by actively like telling me to do certain things, but like, he just motivates me in so many ways, right? Like 
he loves to read and he loves self-improvement stuff. And he's always thinking about like ways to make the world better, you know, and just by being around him, I feel like I want to be a better version of myself. And I think that also is like a deal breaker thing. I mean, knowing what I know now is like, if your life isn't improved by this person and you know, you're not being your authentic self when you're with them and you're not like kind of becoming the best version of yourself through being with them or they don't motivate you. I think that's kind of a deal breaker for me now. It probably wouldn't have been before, but definitely now. Oh, wow. That's a good one. That's dude. Exactly. Same. When I was like, when I was dating back in like college and stuff, there was no way I did not care. Remember we literally just cared about like validation from other people. No way. Like where we're at now, I feel like that's that means nothing you know I don't care if people think like oh you know like wow she got with like this person or whatever you know it's how they make you feel and you're right like motivating you supporting you things like that absolutely and another piece to it it's really small so of course you know I think I mentioned this before I feel like I'm a very easily influenced person right so I'm a, if I'm with somebody who is just a good person all around I'll follow suit right and one thing where my boyfriend influences me now is he doesn't really like to drink a lot. And where I feel like if I'm around people who want to party a lot and drink a lot, then I would be like totally down. Used to be so bad at saying no. And now seeing him and like, we'll go out with neighbors or friends and things like that. And they'll be taking shots and things like that. And he'll like literally just like have one beer and be like, I'm fine. And be comfortable with that. And I think that's something I've learned from him is like being okay with saying no. And the funny thing is, is um, we always want to leave at the same time, which is really nice. So this is something that's super underrated. And I was actually reading about this on psychology today. It said like couples who drink together, stay together. And it's not in the way of like, you, dr- you over consume alcohol. Like what it's saying is like, if you consume like a similar amount of alcohol as your partner, And also you want to leave like around the same time that they do, like it's, you're more likely to like last longer in a relationship, which is funny because, um, we were out with some neighbors and friends at the bar. And one of our friends was saying how he had been seeing this girl and she was getting frustrated with him because he wanted to go out every weekend. And he was like, she was just being annoying and she always wanted to stay in. And I didn't understand that. And that caused like relationship problems for them. Oh, wow. Right. Oh my gosh. Just think of it. Like if your partner wanted to stay out and relate and you were like, wanted to go to bed super early, I feel like that would cause problems. I don't know. Um, I mean, I would let my partner stay out. I'd be like, I'm going home. I'm going to bed. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm going to stay in. <laughs> Actually, you go out, do your thing. But if that was every weekend, like think of you, if you were dating him, right. And he was Uh like, wanting to go out every single weekend, stay out super late. And he, that was not your thing. You wanted to spend time with him alone or you wanted to like spend quality time. And his priority was going out. I'd be like, yeah, then that's that. Bye. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) (laughs) But listen, if that was your priority too, then that's fine. Like if you love going out and that's part of like the thing you like to do and your partner too, that's great. That's awesome. Exactly. You got to make sure you align on that. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Cause like, I never really thought of that being like 
you know, a thing, but that makes so much sense, you know, because if that's like your lifestyle, which that was my lifestyle for a long time, partying, going out and everything, you know, and just thinking about it now, if I had someone who was not interested in going out at all, I don't know. I feel like I might've been bored back in that stage of my life. (laughs) Yeah. True. Don't get me wrong. We still like to go out, but it's not like (laughs) we're like known as the grandparents of our community, right? Because we live (laughs) in an apartment. All of our neighbors are in their thirties, mid thirties, and we're in our mid twenties. And they all call us like grandparents because we'll go out (laughs) with them for happy hour. (laughs) We're at home by like 7 30 PM. I love that. I love that. (laughs) Seriously though. I want to be in bed by 10 I want to wake up with no hangover like your girl cannot I cannot be wasting another Sunday recovering no all right Coco let's see do you have any good or funny first date stories that you want to share (laughs) (laughs) your girl has been traumatized (laughs) here we go I would say one of the most memorable first dates that did not go well for me was somebody I had met online and we went to like a Chinese restaurant. So we're sitting there. It was actually on campus. I forgot what the restaurant was called, but anyways, beside the point, we're sitting there and our food comes, we're talking, you know, things are going fine. And then all of a sudden he's like, had his hand in his mouth and he was like, (laughs) Yeah. He was like, I have a piece of chicken stuck in my retainer or something. So literally, okay. Like that's fine. I'm not a judgmental person. Like that's okay. Like if you have some stuck in your teeth, but it went on for like 10 minutes and his hand was just <laughs> in his mouth, picking at this like piece of food in his mouth. And I was like, Oh my God. Oh, that was the first and only date with that person. So <laughs> yeah, it was rough, but <laughs> I'm trying to think of other stories. Same. Like it's like, I feel like I've had a lot of bad first dates, but I can't remember. <laughs> Maybe I blocked it out of my memory. I think the typical bad first date is just like awkward silences where you like try to have conversation and nothing really catches. It's like very uncomfortable. Oh my gosh. Okay. That reminds me of one of them. I did. Okay. I went to this, I went on this date with this one guy. I think I met him on a dating app um, out here in California. And he invited me to like this really nice restaurant in Beverly Hills. So we went to go, it's like a rooftop over there, <clears throat> went to go. And it was just like, it's uncomfy. Cause like, I don't think he really knew how to hold a conversation, you know? So I'm just like, okay, well, I don't know how this is going. And I feel like I just kept, you know, being the one to like, um, initiate, you know? And I was like, okay, I don't, I don't know how I feel about this. And I was like, maybe he's just not interested in me. Ends up texting me, like always like to hang out like every weekend he's like oh you want to like come over do you want to go because he was like a big sports person like going to games and stuff and I was like we can't even hold a conversation (laughs) like what is going on (laughs) listen that's why the type of date matters too right like for me I think first dates as like dinner dates can be so uncomfortable because you're basically interviewing that person and like people can get first date jitters so it could have been that he was just nervous you know yeah Cause it's like, almost like you're going to like a job interview. Cause it's like, do you want a relationship with me? Like, that's basically what it is. Right. Like, do you want to continue hanging out? So, um, I, I can understand that. Like, I think I've definitely been there where like, you're just not in the right frame of mind to like have those conversations, you know, but that's why I think 
it's worth giving someone a second chance sometimes, but sometimes you just know it's not right. Yeah, maybe I was too, maybe I was too harsh. What do you usually like to do for a first date? I think the best first dates are doing things you would do like on a normal day. So for me, that would be going for a walk. Um, Maybe you pick up smoothies along the way, right? And then it's just more comfortable because you have things outside of the conversation you're doing. Yeah, so I think that's definitely one of them. Um, Doing something that's an activity where you don't feel like you have to be talking the whole time. I think that's good because people, it can be nerve wracking, especially like, Some people can feel awkward with like eye contact and just directly facing that person and asking questions and keeping conversation going for the whole time. But don't get me wrong. Sometimes that really does just show it's not the right person. Cause I guess when, when Danny and I had our first date, we were just sitting and talking. Actually we met at a co-working space. So I guess partly we were supposed to be working on other things. So that was the whole thing too, right? Like we had, things to fall back on if the conversation fell short. Like we both had projects we were working on, but Mm -hmm. it just so happened. Like the conversation was so good. We didn't feel like we needed to lean on those. So maybe something where like, if conversation goes stale, like maybe you have a game to do or something like that, you know? Yeah. I've always just done like food. Really? (laughs) Lunch, dinners. Yeah. I just, I was so easy to cut people off when the first date didn't go well because remember when I when I first moved to California that older guy uh, went on that dinner date or like we called first right and like the thing is he's super like charming and I think he just like knows exactly what to say which is scary because <laughs> like he knew exactly what to say and everything and like it just flowed so naturally you know so I expected everything else after that to be the same way but you're right no the thing is like I think he just wasn't nervous because he's so much older he's experienced and he's done all this you know and then when I was going on dates with like people who are younger, maybe not as experienced or something with dating, then they aren't as like scary, charming as he was. And I'm like, okay, this is not working out. <laughs> Red flag number two, if they're way too charming, run for the hills, friend. He is not the one. Learn from my mistakes because he was seeing other women. <laughs> yep. Yes. no wonder he was so charming oh my gosh the guys who oh. come up to you when you're out or whatever and they're like you're the most beautiful girl I've ever seen run oh my god yes please please run there was one of them that like that did that and they're like oh my god you're so pretty like we should go out something has a girlfriend it was like oh my god like what the hell like he literally posts about her too and he's still trying to like message and I'm like get your butt out of here yes I think what it is is like people who are super charming feel like they have nothing to lose, right? Like if you're genuinely interested in somebody, you get a little nervous, right? Because you're like, what if this person doesn't like me? You kind of just, you want to make sure it works out. But people who are like that, who already have a relationship, they have nothing to lose. They have no fear. They don't care. They're like, they're fine. And then they have this whole persona they put on for you. Mm. Yeah, girl. And it was, it was scary because it worked. I think maybe also because I was younger. It was so funny. I made this TikTok that was like, you know, older men. Like, how do you know you've been dating older men? It's when they say like, oh, I love how mature you are for your age or something. It's like, I wasn't mature. I was just easy to manipulate. Yeah. And what's funny about that is at the time you're like, oh, I'm dating older men. Ha Like, this is so cool. And then you look back, you're like, oh, maybe I was being like taken advantage of because your girl was a little yeah. naive at that time. Your girl was so naive. I was like, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> You're like older guys. Yes, I'm so mature. Just to manipulate me. (laughs) I'm special. (laughs) 
uh, as far as like other first dates, have you ever had a guy who continues to pursue you even when you're not interested? And so finally you kind of give them a chance. For some reason, I can't think of any of my date stories. (laughs) (laughs) I'm drawing a blank. This is the wrong day to draw a blank on this topic. (laughs) It's like, did I ever go on a date? No, yes, yes, 100%. I have. I have had someone who was like pursuing me for a long time. And like from the beginning, I was like, I'm not interested like at all. And I don't know what happened. It's just like, I think over time as you, I think uh, most of it is like, you know, the whole friend zoning thing, like you friend zone them for a while. But then I think as you get closer and stuff, you see them in a different light sometimes, you know, I don't know, maybe it's like the way they treat you or like once I was kind of over that phase of like, bad boys or like the guys who just are unavailable emotionally and stuff then I was like okay I guess I'll give this a try and it ends up being better than you know yes it's kind of like in movies I feel like so many rom-coms and things are like the person who was for you has been around the whole time and they're like literally your best friend you know yeah I feel like that's the best way to start a relationship too um or like mutual friends because then like you can really get a feel you know of the person that's yes that can be true and it can also be like you rely too much that you have mutual friends that you don't really see that person because we all have a friend who is a little crazy in the dating scene right and like I don't know I feel like you can sometimes rely too closely on the fact that they have like mutual friends because I've seen that backfire on some people you know wait what do you mean so like you could be like oh like if they were cheating on me the friends would tell me right but that isn't always the case, especially if they're loyal uh, to the one party and not you. Yeah, that's that can be difficult too. And then mm-hmm. it's like messy. So that's why like a lot of the times I was like, I don't really want to ever date a friend too at the same time, you know, just because I don't know, like what happens if you guys don't work out and then the friendship's weird? I don't know. I know. It really depends though, because I think, so one of my friends, she has always like her way of dating guys. She's like, I was friends with all my boyfriends before I dated them. And for like a couple of years, and she's like, that way I really actually just know who they are before we start dating, you know? Yeah. And then you have that, like, you know, that respect for each other already because you guys were friends. Yes. So true. More. Yeah. Way more respect for somebody you were friends with before because you already going into it, care about their feelings. Dating is, dating sucks. <laughs> dating is hard. <laughs> dating is so complicated. Like I can sit here and try to give like, this is exactly what you should do, but there's no like clear cut, like definition for a relationship. Maybe back in like the 1900s where it was like, okay, husband, wife, two kids, mm-hmm. woman does everything. Dad, the dad, you know, makes the money and the mom takes care of the kids and takes care of everything else. But now woman can be the breadwinner, you know, or, you know, there's all different types of relationships now, which is cool. It is. And it varies for everyone. Like, you know, the things that we say we're looking for, the deal breakers for us, it's not going to be for everyone too. You know, some people, maybe they're into like polygamy or like, you know, other things like that. So it's, it's, I think it's really difficult to give like dating advice and stuff because not everyone's looking for the same thing or have the same needs. Yeah. It's true. I think what the only thing that we can give you is like finding somebody who aligns with that same need that you have. Right. So if you're polygamous, like finding somebody who is also polygamous and not blindsiding them, you know, that would be a nice thing. (laughs) Just be a good human being. (laughs) Yes. Just be honest. 
Yeah. And that's the thing, right? I think for the longest time, maybe I like, I was scared of asking for what I wanted or telling people what I, I, what I needed because I was scared they wouldn't be down for that, you know, but that's the whole thing. Then they're not the right person for me, but I was so scared to let the person go. But when you hang on to someone that's not meant for you, then you're also deterring the people who are meant for you. Yeah. You know, so it's a really good point. Mm-hmm. Do you have any advice you would give to your younger self in the dating scene? One thing that I really have learned is if somebody wants something to work, they will make it happen. Because I used to give every excuse under the sun for people that I would date, you know, why they didn't show up, why they came late, why they did all these things that they didn't even give to me. Like it was these excuses I made up for them in my head. And what I really learned was if somebody wants to be with you, they want to do certain things, they will make it happen. Especially guys. I used to give every excuse why, you know, I've been dating, you know, talking to somebody for six months plus, and yet they still didn't want to have a relationship with me, you know, oh, they're so busy, I would say, or all, all these different excuses for them. But at the end of the day, if somebody wants something, they will make it happen. If he wanted to, he would. <laughs> yes. Especially because he knows you want it. And I'm like, well, maybe I didn't do enough or I'm not good at communicating or I'm all these things. And it's like, oh, I wish I never gave those, those excuses for myself. You know, it's just yes. so sad. Oh my gosh. That gives me flashbacks. Cause I remember just that whole phase of like those frat boys and stuff. I would do, I would like literally give excuses like, Oh, um, I don't know. Thinking like I wanted a relationship or something. And I was like, Oh, he's just like probably busy or whatever. It's like, he was not even interested. Like He was not even interested. Like literally just would hit you up like late night or something like at, for a party. And just, Oh, and you felt so special too when you got that yes. 2 a.m. text. You're like, Gross. <laughs> tagging my bag. He's not even staying over. But the thing is, Cindy, too, is like, you can be so busy, but where are your priorities? If they don't want to make you a priority, why would you want to be in a relationship with someone who's not going to prioritize your relationship, right? Like, for me now, my relationship is one of my top priorities because it has to be, you know, it's really yeah. important in my life. And I want to make sure my relationship continues. So it, it takes time and work. And if right off the bat, before you even enter in a relationship, they're too busy for you. What are they going to do when you're in a relationship with them? Yeah. There's no, there's no, like no such thing as, Oh, I'm too busy. I'm too busy for you. No, that's just because he doesn't prioritize you. He prioritizes other things. Yeah. That's exactly um, what it is. Mm-hmm. You can be too busy for anything, exactly. but you can also too make busy for, for Exactly. Too busy for like a little text back saying like, Hey, I'm too busy right now. Like, you know, you just can't, you can't even like send a message like for, for days. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Or even just setting the clear boundary. Hey, I don't, I won't message you all the time, but let's make plans that we see each other, you know, this time every week or whatever, and not keeping somebody guessing. Yeah. And that's where it just comes down to like having that conversation like what do you need from this relationship what can they do you know like how you guys can work work on it because if you guys don't talk about it how is the other person going to know like you want to talk to them this often you know maybe it's someone who's like super introverted and not used to doing this all the time you know maybe they just don't know Mm, that's a good point and that goes with people who have been in relationships for a long time right I think like, what are you getting from your relationship? And also like, what do you need from your relationship? Always kind of questioning that and making sure you're communicating with your partner that 
if there's something you feel like you're not getting from them, why is it? Have you explained that you needed this thing to your partner or are you just not communicating that with them and getting frustrated with them for not doing it? But we forget people can't read minds. So if Darn. you're not, yeah, I know, right? No, that's probably a good thing. No, that's a good thing. You do not <laughs> really want to know what's going on in here. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to keep that one to myself. That one. <laughs> but, um, I think that's something I've learned too. Being in a relationship is like, you can wish all you want that somebody said something or responded a certain way, but if no one can read your mind, no one's mind is thinking the exact same thing you are. So for you to get mad at somebody for like not saying exactly what you wanted them to say, like, girl, this person isn't a magician. Oh my God. Exactly. Yeah. Have you ever had a long distance relationship? (laughs) a long distance relationship um okay so there was one when I was 16 or 16 17 no hold on hold on like I was like 16 or 17 I came to California um one summer with my with my friend at the time and it was July 4th we ended up going to Newport Beach out here and like I met this boy he was like by himself um and I think he was like drinking a little bit I was still so innocent like not drinking or anything right we were just walking around Newport Beach and we met him and turns out he was staying in San Diego with his grandparents (laughs) if he listens to this like this is so like this is he knows exactly who this is but um, yeah he was staying in San Diego and that's like if you guys don't know where Cal- like if you guys don't know the map of California, San Diego is about an hour and a half, I would say, from Newport Beach. And he was just there um, for July 4th. <laughs> so we met him. And for some reason, I thought like I was in love with his boy. And um, we end up taking the train the next day down to San Diego. Okay. I told my parents and my grandparents that it was just, it was just us. We're just going to go like explore the city, you know, end up staying with his friend down in, down in San Diego. And we literally spent the whole, like the whole week together, like every day and everything. So I was like, oh my God, I'm in love with this boy. And when it came time for us to leave and go back to Minnesota, um, he went back home to Pennsylvania and we would just like, we would talk and like Skype back then before FaceTime, we would like Skype and like message and everything. And I don't know, I thought like things would work out. But the thing is like, if you're in a long distance relationship, I think you guys need an end goal of like what you guys are going to do. Like, are you guys going to like, you know, either move to like one area together or like, are you guys going to go visit each other? Cause we never went to visit each other. And I think I just finally realized like this wasn't really going anywhere. And that was when I was starting to go to college too. I was, I was going to um, live in that apartment at the U, you know? And we just stopped kind of talking around that time because I think I was just starting a new chapter in my life. And I was like, we don't have any end goal here. You know, we're just wasting time, like just talking to each other, you know? Yeah. So that's funny. And plus he didn't really have any life goals at that time. He was kind of just getting high. (laughs) Ah! It's so funny because you were so innocent at that time. And was was so innocent. Yeah. Was he the same age as you? Um, I think he was a year, he was a year older and like, I, I like drank for the first time kind of with them in San Diego, you know, we would party and like, it was just, it was like innocent type stuff, you know, but yeah, I think it was just that first, first love type thing, even though it, was, it wasn't really love. We just, yeah, it just seemed like love. Cause it was like the first kind thing. of experience that I had. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. So you said you never had like an end goal in, in mind. Did you ever talk about what you guys wanted or that just never came up? 
we would say like, oh yeah, we're like, we'd go visit each other. Like he'd go to Minnesota or I'd go to Pennsylvania. And like, that's the thing. We never did it though. You know, we never had plans to actually do it. So I think I just finally got tired of it. And then like when college came around and I started going out and meeting other people, I was like, this isn't, this isn't going to work out, you know? Cause like long distance relationships can work out. I believe that they can, you know, because people would go visit and you'd see each other every once in a while. And then like eventually figure out what you guys are going to do, but we never did that. So I think it was just, like I said, just wasting time. Right. And are you still in contact with this person? (laughs) No, he actually, um, he actually tried to follow me on Instagram once and I never followed him back. So he unfollowed (laughs) me. I'm like, listen, new chapter in my life. I'm sorry. It was fun. It was fun. It was great, but time to move on. No hard feelings? No hard feelings. No. I mean, the thing is like, if I saw him again, like I, I talked to him, you know, but, um, we still have mutual friends on Instagram. Like my friends from San Diego, I'm still friends with him on Instagram and stuff. Just not him. Mm. Yeah. Do you have advice for long distance relationships? I mean, I guess that's the only one you had, right? So I guess that was kind of a long time ago. Yeah. I mean, I think the thing is just like, I guess, figuring out what works for you guys. Um, Maybe that works for people, you know, just communicating and stuff. I think I needed like to be with them physically too. That's what I needed personally. But, you know, a lot of people meet people online that live like states away and that can work, but just kind of figuring out what your goal is at the end of the day and stuff. Yeah. And you guys started out long distance too. So it's interesting because some people, they live close and then maybe someone goes to college that's farther away and that changes the dynamic of the relationship, but you started out as long distance. So I wonder what things would have been like if you ended up being not long distance, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I was like, back then I was hoping maybe we'd like run into each other again, like in California when I would come out to California for the summer, but he ended up not going back to like San Diego and stuff. So just never, it just wasn't in our, in our, um, in the cars, car. <laughs> yeah. Um, have you had any long distance relationships? I pro- I think in middle school I had like a long distance relationship. <laughs> when I know <laughs> that was my first when I moved from Rhode Island to Minnesota. You know, we had like AOL, so we would video chat call, and it would be like my boyfriend at the time and then like all of his friends and then like I would write, invite my girlfriends over we'd have like this like whole like party like <laughs> virtual party thing that was fun but um as far as like something that was a little more serious I guess my boyfriend in high school going into college we were somewhat long distance but as far as long distance it was only like an hour and we would make a commute like once a week to see each other Oh, okay. So it wasn't like something where we couldn't see each other frequently, you know, like it wasn't like we were like across the country type of thing, but I think it really is just the effort you put in. And also, you know, if, if you're putting in like a hundred percent and your partner's putting in 0%, it's not going to be sustainable. Got to make sure you're kind of on the same page with how much you're trying, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I pulled up an article by Thought Catalog and it's talking about a couple stories that will make you believe in love again. So it's kind of like how we met stories. Cute. <laughs> what? Okay, this one is funny. It says, I saw him in the grocery store and I thought he was handsome. I approached him in the frozen foods aisle and he was looking at a five pound bag of chicken nuggets. 
I asked if he was married. He said no. I asked if he would like to take me out sometime. He put the bag of chicken nuggets on his head like he was about to pass out, and we both laughed. We're married with a four-year-old twin boys now. Okay. Do you think that's fake? Oh. <laughs> uh, I don't know. There are some silly people. There are some silly people out there. That's true. That's that funny. may work for some, but maybe not others. <laughs> Do you want to take me out sometime? That's great. That's so. I've never met anybody who met somebody at the grocery store. I feel like if I'm at the grocery store, I'm like focused on that food. I'm focused on food. I'm not like, no, I'm not going to talk to anyone there. Same. Sometimes I talk to like the older people at the grocery store, you know, like they're so fun to talk to. But outside of that, like to meet people, mm, not as much. Why does that everyone is- say, like, you can meet someone at the grocery store, though? I feel like that's a common thing. Really? Yeah. People are like, oh, yeah, you can meet someone at the grocery store. I was like, I'm not going there to meet someone. Like, I'm going to get my food. And what do you even say? Like, oh, I like those chips, too. Or like, <laughs> Yeah. Like, they were saying just comment on, like, I don't know what they're buying. And I was like, I'm not interested. <laughs> like, I know. If someone were to comment on that, I'd be like, okay. You're just you know? going in so blindly. Yeah. I know. They're like, I like those chips. All right. Oh my God. So do I. That's why I'm buying those. Yeah. What you're talking about. <laughs> Same with the gym. I cannot. Like, if someone, I, when I'm at the gym, I want to be like, you know, just by myself. I don't want anyone kind of like going up to hitting on me or like coming up to, okay, I hate when there's so many open machines and then like someone comes up right next to me. It's usually like an old man. <laughs> I'm like, I'm leaving. It's so it's uncomfortable. So, it's so uncomfortable. It's like, dude, there's literally 20 like treadmills. What are you doing right next to me? You know? Totally. And I'm paranoid too, because if someone comes up to me at the gym, I'm like, who else have you approached? Like, are you known as like somebody who's thirsty at the gym? Oh, I never even thought of that. Really? <laughs> I'm, just like, I'm, I'm just creeped out. Yeah. Maybe I'm just a paranoid person. <laughs> wow. This is interesting. She was the first person to get in my cab. The first day I started driving cabs. We're still married 25 years later. Wow. That's really cute. Who are you talking to in the cab though? I'm just kidding. I know. <laughs> Stop driving. Right. That better be your only cab ride. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder how many Uber drivers have met their significant other from driving oh my gosh girl okay uber like so many uber drivers like ask for my number or like think like yeah out here in california i don't know if it's a thing but we'll just like get into conversation and like i don't know it's just like they it's like they think they're doing this to get dates or something and i'm just like no thank you yeah (laughs) thank you for the ride you think that's why i got the ride like we yeah no i just need to go somewhere (laughs) right that's bold because you don't know anything about this person right that's wild i mean sometimes i do talk a lot (laughs) and they probably think they know everything about me (laughs) actually though as far as like transportation meeting somebody like like while you're traveling um one of our neighbors met her now boyfriend they live together um, she used to travel for work and her boyfriend was, or her boyfriend, now he's switching careers, but he was a flight attendant and they just like hit it off. And she's like, I thought he was cute. So I gave him my number and like the rest is history. Now we're together. That's bold. <laughs> that is bold. She wrote her number on her napkin. Yep. Yeah. I feel like if I were in the dating scene, I would 
want to be more like that but I don't know how people I think it's just like fear of rejection and stuff that prevents me but I love when people do that because you never know so many missed opportunities you know if you don't go ahead and try right I mean if you have the feeling you got to go for it you know because you're just Mm -hmm. gonna wonder about that person if you're really feeling strongly I mean what can you lose besides your (laughs) (laughs) self-confidence you can rebuild that It's humbling. It's good for you. Mm-hmm. Get uncomfortable. Oh my God. Wait, this is so cute. We met on Neopets as kids and became best friends. Years later, we no realized. Way. Yeah. Yeah. We realized you're both into girls. So it worked out perfectly and we're engaged. That is awesome. That's precious. I used to play this game called Maple Story. That was like my life. And you would have like Maple Story like boyfriends and girlfriends on there. And I swear I thought I was like in love with like 10 boys on there. <laughs> Falling in love on Club Penguin. Yes. I'm trying to see if there's any other good ones. But yeah, it really seems like it's a lot of like working ones. Like people are at work or, you know, but some somewhere that seems common. Really? I don't think I could like date someone I work with because it could get messy dangerous mm-hmm. um found this article on purewow.com um I have no idea but it was one of the first ones that came up when I searched how we met so um here's one of them let's see the lamest bachelorette link up my best friend met this guy and his group of friends at a hotel out on Long Island in 2014. He said to her that it looked like they were on the lamest bachelor party he'd ever seen. <gasps> Rude. <laughs> Rude. So he bought them a round of shots at the pool bar and wooed them all night, as he likes to say. She liked him um, and told him a bit about me, saying she thought we'd hit it off and gave him my number. So he texted me the next day and we agreed to go out that weekend. He showed up late because he had a friend in town. He showed up late, excuse me. No, red flag. <laughs> Next. I don't know why, but like whenever um I used to go on first dates and stuff, I always made sure like they would go in first before me. I'd like wait in the car or something or like leave a little later. <laughs> <laughs> why? You didn't want to be waiting there? Yeah, I was like, what if they like stand me up or something? I was like, I don't want to be there. So how did myself. you know they were there? They would text you, like, I'm here. Yeah, I was like, I wait for it. I was like, oh, like I'm I'm like 10 minutes away. <laughs> hilarious yes okay so but told me later that in reality he was at a bar watching the world cup and didn't want to miss the end of the match (gasps) are you kidding me rude why would you pick sports over me how dare you exactly um he made up for it with his hip shaking finger pointing dance moves and we were official three months later we just celebrated our first wedding anniversary this summer Not the one for me. See, that's <laughs> the thing. Funny. Everyone likes something a little different, but like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But if I if I heard that, I'd be like, you what? <laughs> yeah, right. And let's see. Here's another one. The in it for the long haul couple. We're the same age and went to the same grade school in Ohio, but didn't know each other yet. It was a big school. Later on, we attended separate high schools. All boys for him and all girls for me. And we're eventually set up on a blind date through mutual friends. We really hit it off and have been together ever since. We went to our senior prom together, dated long distance through college in different states. Wow, they did long distance. And got married three years later. Oh, that was a story. I thought there was something exciting. <laughs> yeah, wait, what? What was that? <laughs> just kidding. This one sounds fun. A chance encounter 10 years after the fact. 
Ooh, okay. So it's funny to look back on how our story began more than 13 years ago. I was on my senior class trip with all of my friends in the Bahamas and Mickey was there on vacation. Our two friend groups were staying at the same hotel and after we all met, we hung out for the rest of the trip. Little did we know then that we had just met our life partners. We both ended up going away to college in Maryland, um, but only loosely stayed in touch. Then 10 years after we first met, I realized we were at the same New York Rangers game when he posted a picture on Instagram. I commented on it and he messaged me right away. It was then that we realized it was meant to be. And they've been married for one month. Wow. That's, I like stories like that. That's cool. Yeah. That reminds me of um, when we were at Danny's parents' house for Thanksgiving. They had like a friend come over. I think it was one of their neighbors or something. And they had been college sweethearts, I think. And both had gotten married, whatever, lost touch. I think she was widowed. I'm not sure, but didn't work out the other partners. He wrote her a letter and was like, how have you been? You know, they hadn't been in contact for like 40 years or something insane like that. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, they, they started talking on the phone. They met up again. And he just said, like, he realized how much he had missed her through all this time. It's just, it's so crazy to think that maybe somebody in your past could still be the one for you, but, and they could still be thinking about you too. Not me. I don't have anybody that's like that, but you know, (laughs) (laughs) others, you never know. Yeah. It's wild. It's so crazy. The reconnection story is really just, they put me in my feelings. I'm like, that is so sweet. Same. I love that type of stuff. Me too. It's so funny. So you know how they said their two friend groups were staying at the same hotel on vacation? Have you ever like gone on family vacations and like there's a boy your age or something? <laughs> why? Like, why do we think we're like, yeah, he's like the one. In a movie? You're like, <laughs> I think he's the one. Um, no, one time I did go to Cancun with my family. The same friend that I met the that San Diego boy. We went on vacation with my family to Cancun. Meet I meet a boy there that's like the same age as I was. Um, oh, this was actually before San Diego, and he was from Minnesota as well, but a different part of Minnesota, like South. Yeah, I was like meant to be, and we never talked again. <laughs> It's so funny how we just fantasize people, you know, you don't know anything about someone. And then all of a sudden, do you think it's movies that make us feel like that? Or do you think it's just our own imagination that just goes wild? I'm pretty sure we get it from movies. Yeah. (laughs) You know, that's like, I'm just like, oh yeah, they met on vacation. I'm going to find something like that. Yes. Um, I'm like, if they love me, they'll like chase me at the airport or something. (laughs) Yeah. Like, let's not be ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) I don't So if, any of you listening has any stories of how you met your partner or know of any friends, fun, how they met each other stories. We'd love to hear them. Also, any relationship advice that you might have for anyone listening here. We would definitely love to share any of that. Yes, let us know. Let us know. All right, everybody. So the three questions we're going to leave you with are, what do you think makes a successful relationship? What are your deal breakers or red flags? And what do you need from a relationship? Yay. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. Bye, friends. Stay glowing. Thank you for joining in on our conversation. It's time for you to get glowing. If you don't already, follow us on social at Your Glowing Podcast for updates, 
weekly doses of inspiration, and to join our community of glow getters.